take a walk, ride, stroll, or just listen as you take hold and engage because you are now entering the Cerebral Podcast. The wordplay of the day. Some people say the devil is in the details. That might be true, but have you ever looked at the word devil? If you look at the word another way, you'll find the word lived spelled backwards. The thought of the day comes from stand up comedian. Josh Blue. In 2006, he won the NBC reality show Last Comic Standing. He was born with spastic cerebral palsy. He said, at a very young age, I realized with my disability, I could cry or laugh. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Cerebral Podcast. For new listeners, the Cerebral Podcast is me talking about my crutches as disability devices and literary devices. I also offer up personal advice to help parents, kids, and anyone else who wants to learn about my interpretation of disability engagement. I was born with spinal meningitis that developed into spastic cerebral palsy. For me, cerebral palsy became an oxymoron. I grew up in the 1970s feeling like a fish out of water in a mainstream environment. I used my cerebral against the palsy. I did my best to develop my body and my mind using a 6T formula of think, trust, tool, try, test, and train. I used the formula to manage myself and my disability. I've also used the Agile mindset throughout my life and career. Before we get deeper into this episode, I want to thank listeners in Turkey, Namibia, Singapore, Sweden, Romania, Paraguay, Sri Lanka, Indonesia, Greece, Germany, Canada, the United Kingdom, and last but not least, the United States. This is episode 100. Thank you for joining me today. And for those returning listeners, thank you very much for sticking with me. Preface. March is Cerebral Palsy Awareness Month. I have been talking about comedians with Cerebral Palsy. But today I'm talking about what I've learned from doing 100 podcast episodes. Be sure to listen for one or two things that you can take away from this episode. Now, let's both take hold and engage. In episode zero, I used the joke of the day and talked about how I was half Polish because of my heritage and because of my crutches. The joke of the day later became the wordplay of the day. I changed the joke of the day to the wordplay of the day. In episode 65, when I talked about hippie wordplays 
and Tina Fey. The episode involved a James Bond spoof and the Yes End theory of improv. The wordplay of the day allowed me to better explain my thinking behind a joke or where I was coming from. Unlike the last four episodes with comedians with disabilities, I am not a comedian. The wordplay of the day allowed me to more fully explain my thought process behind the wordplay. Wordplay has always been something that I've thoroughly enjoyed because I could twist and turn words into new words or change the meaning of the words that exist. The thought of the day from episode zero was, when is a crutch not a crutch? The answer is, a crutch is not a crutch when it is used as a tool to navigate the world. Some people define a crutch as a medical device, or more specifically, a support or stick to help the lame or an infirmed person to walk. A walking stick. I wanted to change the definition from a medical device to a tool. The reason why I wanted to change the medical device was that because for me, it has been by my side for many, many years, decades in fact. Over four decades, the crutch developed into a tool that I have imp implemented in different ways in my life. A lesser known definition of crutch is to sustain. In fact, I became armed with my crutches on the inside and on the outside. My hands, my arms, and my shoulders helped me to sustain and build up my resistance, both internally and externally. My success started in my own head, in my own heart, in my own room, and in my own home. I wanted to explore some of the social-emotional learning and quality control issues that came with managing my disability and my cerebral palsy. I wanted to talk about a safe space or more specifically a sense of psychological safety around disability issues. Growing up I had to find my own sense of how to assimilate my disability in the 1970s and 1980s before the ADA. To paraphrase Bruce Springsteen some, some of my glory days are behind me. I was not talking for myself, but rather to improve the thoughts in other people's heads and in their worlds so that they can improve their own environments with post-traumatic growth. Growing up, some of the people thought my disability robbed me. But in the words of the movie character Brian Mills, from the Taken movie, I can tell you I don't have a lot of money, but what I do have is a very particular set of skills. Skills that I have acquired over a very long career. I can tell you that I've acquired some particular skills and lessons from a hundred episodes. In episode one, I talked about the 1966 Batman TV show. It was the campy 
and morally upright Adam West version that I watched as a kid. And I became exuberantly ecstatic at watching the caped crusading cliffhangers as the dynamic duo was capriciously caught in criminal crisis. The alliterative uses of language from Cesar Romero's Joker to Frank Gorshin's Riddler left me fondly fascinated. The first word I remember seeing was ignominious or disgraceful. I didn't understand the meaning of ignominious, but I grew up learning about the shame associated with my disability. I remember thinking about the atomic batteries to power and the turbines to speed of the Batmobile. That became one of the ways that I thought about learning and processing information and ideas in my head and using my crutches in my world. I also talked about my disability being a Miley Cyrus wrecking ball in my family, even though I was a version of Pink's beautiful trauma. I grew up identifying with the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz. It was difficult for me to move, and it took a lot of time and effort and thought about many of my movements. Shortly after seeing the Tin Man and Dorothy with the Wicked Witch, I got introduced to another green-skinned monster with the Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk had the biggest muscles I ever saw. In one episode, after a car accident, the Incredible Hulk had trouble standing and moving around and even fell, even though he had big muscles. Dr. David Banner became the Incredible Hulk as a way of trying to find a way to tap into the strengths that all humans had. Part of my original concept of the show was how I used examples from TV and movies to develop myself and my own character, or better yet, my own characteristics. Last year, I talked about neuroplasticity and neurorehabilitation with the Bionic Man. Steve Austin, as a result of an accident, was barely alive. I absorbed and identified with the 1970s Bionic Man because of the feeling that I had with my disability. The Bionic Man TV show mission statement said they could rebuild him. And after my disability issues, I thought I could rebuild myself. One of the acronyms and tools I developed as an adult with crutches was the acronym DRILLS. Dignity Respect Increases Larger Living Space. And Dignity and Respect Increases Larger Learning Space. In the first few episodes, I talked about the word disinvent. The word is meant to reverse the existence of something. But I could not reverse the existence of my cerebral palsy. I had to create ways to assimilate my crutches and my disability into the world. One of the earliest examples of 
this inventing or changing the meaning of things was when I heard of the 1980s video game Pole Position. It was a driving game where cars raced. But to me, pole position had more to do with how I used my crutches. To other people, crutches signified weakness. But my pole position and personal training with disability devices helped me to realize the power behind my crutches. If you don't believe in inanimate objects or that objects can come to life, then I need to remind you about Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy along with the other Muppets. In fact, in episode 5, I talked about the Muppet method and the four P's of project, passion, peers, and play. The four P's came from the MIT Media Lab and Mitchell Resnick. In episode 7, I talked about the Facts of Life and the Dukes of Hazard along with Knight Rider. The three shows had ambitions dealing with the facts of life and also the facts of dealing with Hazard County government and dealing with criminals that operate above the law. Knight Rider was about a character that didn't exist and used private resources to fight against criminals that operated above the law. Another early episode was me talking about Stephen Cannell, the TV producer. He produced The A-Team, which was a group of soldiers of fortune that were still wanted by the government for crimes they didn't commit. Many of the TV shows that I grew up with had mission statements. After all, like the A-Team sequence said, if you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-Team. I grew up with being misunderstood and having to fight against the oxymoron of my cerebral palsy. But more, but more importantly, I had to fight against the misunderstandings from other people. I also grew up with the ironies of short story writer O. Henry. Before the ADA and reasonable accommodation, the resistance of people believing my experience was difficult. These days, schools use social-emotional learning and the castle model of self-awareness and social awareness to improve responsible decision-making. One of the things that I learned from doing the podcast was how responsible decision-making sometimes involved going against the system to find your own self-direction. Like in Hamlet, where he said, to be or not to be. That is a question. That is an existential question. Sometimes my disability existence made people uncomfortable, or they didn't believe in my lived experience. The dignity of risk has been used by the independent living community to describe the basic risk of trying and testing and training to make mistakes and learn from the mistakes. Situational awareness and defending yourself through the words or actions 
is essential like learning martial arts or the arts of articulation. Disabilities have stigmas for some people and they can have a negative or horned effect of a negative stereotype of being sick with a disability. Having a disability can raise fear in other people that don't understand disabilities. Lived experience is a powerful way to educate and teach people. Occupational therapy and physical therapy have been very helpful for, to me over the years. But being able to articulate the physical, emotional, religious, and financial stereotypes was not enough. Getting help, being supported, and most of all, being believed has helped me reframe and reprocess some of the fundamental formula characteristics of think, trust, tool, try, test, and train. To paraphrase the Riddler from the 1966 Batman TV series, what kind of train has ears? An engine has ears. But an engine also has the power to support, and engineers have the power to believe your lived experience. Find those engineers that will empower your life experience, whether they be friends, family, or even relatives. Physical therapists or occupational therapists can help you find the devil in the details. They also may be able to help you re-engineer your lived experience from different perspectives. I have used many literary rites of passage experiences over the podcast episodes. I have tried to use optimism, awareness as a rope as I stick with my crutches through my lived experiences. Were there one or two things that you could lean into or learn from? There are more episode resources in the show notes. Thank you for allowing me to be a voice inside your head. Please share this podcast with someone you know. Were there one or two specific things that you learned or liked? Would you mind joining and sharing it on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group? You can listen to the show on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you to the listeners who support the show on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group. I invite you to join the group. You can also email the show at thecerebralpodcast at gmail.com or send questions, comments, or ideas for the show. And remember, it takes effort to be vulnerable, be accountable, and be respectful in the way you treat others and yourself. You can be the biggest variable in your life when you take ownership. Now, take hold, engage in your world. You are now leaving the Cerebral Podcast. I